Welcome to the Cybersecurity Simplified Podcast, where we take the mystery out of today's top security threats and solutions. Our next guest has spent his career designing and building strong defenses, literally and technically. First, serving for more than 28 years in active duty military, and now as a cybersecurity MSP, helping DOD contractors comply the government's stringent cybersecurity maturity model certification. In this episode of Cybersecurity Simplified, we will visit the front lines of the U.S. cybersecurity defense with John Hill, president and CEO of TechSage Solutions. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm your co-host, Susanna Song, VP of Marketing for Highwire Networks. And I'm Dave Barton, CTO of Highwire Networks. And we are on a roll, David, back-to-back episodes. Here we go. We we changed in between episodes, so it wouldn't look like we did them all on the same day. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we're excited because we have a great guest on today, someone you know personally, David. So do you want to introduce him and share a little bit about um, how you guys got to know each other? Sure. So uh, John had the misfortune of uh, needing a ride to the airport. We were at a... We were at a show and um, we, he, he needed a ride. I'm like, I'm going. So we spent probably 35 minutes in a car together. I'm and, sorry, uh, John. Yeah, I know. Right. That's what I said. Um, but we got to, I got to learn a lot more about John as a person and, and his company. And um, at the end of it all, I said, you know, you've got a story that our listeners need to hear about um, because we, while we at Highwire, we do, uh, we help facilitate compliance activities. We don't do the work itself, right? right? We we have tool sets that help achieve compliance, but we don't ever do attestation. And this is really where John's company leans in heavy. So I I suggested to him, you know, would it make sense if you came and talked to us? And he said he'd love to. So without further ado, John Hill. Hi, everybody. As David said, I'm John Hill. Uh, CEO for TechSage Solutions, and we do focus uh, these days on supporting DOD contractors Mm -hmm. with the new CMMC requirements, the slightly older NIST 800-171 requirements that technically they've been complying with for several years, and and most have not. So that's where we really dig in, and we work with DOD contractors to to get them ready for their CMMC, which is Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, mm-hmm. CMMC assessments. And uh, those assessments have not started yet, uh, but we did get some a little bit firmer guidance from DOD and the Cyber AB uh, the end of last month on some of those timelines. So we've really kind of accelerated a few things because it really moved things forward to some degree while making them easier in some degree. So, John, why why CMMC? Why why are we even having this conversation? Why why is it important? Well, the the thing that DOD realized is that they were getting breached through their contractors and the contractors' interfaces into their systems, and that's why they initially launched NIST eight hundred S one seventy one back in twenty seventeen as a requirement. And uh, they thought, okay, we're going to put this framework in place. You know, we're going to use this to do it. And suddenly all these DOD contractors are going to be secure. And all of them said, yes, we're going to do this and we're going to be secure. Well, they investigated uh, a 2020 time period. 
Uh, they did some checks and found, uh, yeah, they're saying they're secure and they're saying they're complying with this, but they're not. And that's when CMMC really rolled out because they needed teeth. Mm-hmm. This 800-171 provides the platform, but it really has no teeth. That's where I was going to go was why did why was it not enough? And it sounds like you answered my question before I got there, which is it was self-attestation. I, I could say I'm six feet eight until I get on a basketball court. And then you'll be like, no, you're really just five foot nine. Right. And so we were seeing that in in the cyberspace around NIST, all the government contractors. Right. And please continue. Well, and, and that's the thing. They, you know, as a whole, they were all saying, yes, we're doing this because nobody was looking. And uh, once DOD started looking and they determined that, OK, these guys are just nowhere near that they, they haven't put in any security controls. They haven't done anything to help secure themselves and, and of course, directly help us to secure ourselves. So that's when they started working through this CMMC process. And it was a several year process to really get it put in place. And then now we're going through kind of a pretty well laid out timeline for the certification of the process. And um, we, like as I mentioned, we just had this meeting uh, a few days ago and, and they lined out that they're expecting to have the actual assessment guide for CMMC published within the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, that's been a holdback because you know, the assessors haven't had anything to assess by. Right. So, so now that the assessment guide's about to be released, we can really look at some early assessments prior to when it actually is a requirement, uh, because the rulemaking process itself is going to take. They're estimating until probably around May of next year, and once the rulemaking's complete, they put the rules in place. They have a new DFARS clause that they have to plug in. That's when they'll start looking at assessments that are are real. Uh, But they're suggesting companies that are ready, that have started through this process, and a number of the companies we're working with are are pretty close to being ready, uh, to get an early assessment while it's still voluntary. And then that will kind of extend their timeline for once the the assessments go into place and and they can go from there. But but it's it's a promising sign because... uh, it's not a, an easy process. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Uh, we anticipate six to 12 months, six being very aggressive mm-hmm. because of all the cybersecurity controls that have to be put in place, the policies, procedures, the plans that have to be done. Uh, it just takes a while. And it takes integrating that into a company's culture to a degree to where people start you know, actually obeying the, the rules that are put forth. Right. So how many contractors are we talking about, DOD contractors, and, and why why should we care? What what will this do now in terms of uh, DOD protection and just the ripple effect? Well, as a whole, the defense industrial base is about 300,000 DOD contractors. Um, some of those contractors, and there's various levels of CMMC, so you've got levels basically one, two, and three. Uh, level one is a fairly easy milestone to meet. Um, and my personal opinion is that every company in the country should be at least an equivalent to the CMMC level one, hmm. you know, or not, because everybody needs that protection. But we're anticipating about 80,000 contractors are going to need level two. 
which is a whole different ball game. There's a lot more controls that go into place, a lot more requirements. And that's what takes a long time is to really step through and develop that. So, so we're looking, especially at those 80,000 that have a higher need, a higher level of, of information they've got to protect. Mm-hmm. And, and which is a huge number. And there's nowhere near enough assessors for assessing them at this point. They're getting there, but they're not there yet. As well as companies like ours that you know focus on the, the basically the IT structure and the cybersecurity controls that need to go into place. So a lot more companies need to jump on the bandwagon. There's there's going to be just tons of business. I think um, I'd say especially starting around January of next year when mm-hmm. it's it gets really real. And, and we're looking at, okay, it's only going to be a few months until it's actually full implementation. So, so you talked, you talked a little bit about teeth. What, what does this mean for government contractors who don't get this done? If they don't get it done and get their certification, whether it's just at the basic level one or the level two, level three is going to be a specialty area that only a, a very small number are going to need. They won't be able to bid on the contracts. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, so so there's, I mean, that's real teeth. Suddenly you, you're a DOD contractor. The majority of your business is with DOD. Right. And suddenly you can't bid on contracts. And then suddenly it's going to be a you know, factor of, oh, no, you know, because there's going to be some people that wait. Mm-hmm. You know, they still don't believe it's going to happen. They think, well, it's, they'll decide that I'm not going to have to do it. And then suddenly... They're going to see a contract that they can't bid on because that clause is in the contract requiring right. Can we get? Can you give a little more context, John, for people who uh, are not very familiar with uh, just the government implications to the government agencies? What does heightened security and and heightened compliance mean for the government as a whole? Got to bring it together. What's happened in the last couple of years uh, that have really led to more uh, stringent compliance regulations? Well, most most of your DOD breaches have been a result of an adversary coming through a contractor mm-hmm. and either compromising information. Because the big focus around CMMC is, is the protection of controlled, unclassified information. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sensitive. It's you know, projects, it's any number of things. And a good example is just a few years ago, uh, the plans for the F-35 were exfiltrated uh, to China. And they took those plans. I mean, and this is pretty firm information, but, you know, to a certain degree is conjecture at this point, but they took those plans and actually developed their own state-of-the-art fighter aircraft as a result of those plans. Well, that, it's not conjecture. I've seen the side by side. You probably have too, John. The side by side photos of the the jet, the Chinese jet right next to ours, right? Two two pictures, and they're identical. And, now, and the problem is they don't have that smoking gun, right? It's like, okay, this is exactly what exactly happened. they don't know how it happened. They just know it did. Right. Um, a, a couple of things for our listeners to note is we spent billions of dollars to to innovate and build this jet and they stole it and they're building it for a whole lot cheaper. Yep. Right. And, and that, that should make all of us a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's not just the major defense and weapon systems like that. You know, it's, it's information about projects or 
fruit movements or exactly staffing in certain areas and all that can all be compiled by the intelligence analyst to create a scenario that our adversaries will be prepared for something we're doing or they can actually do something that we're not prepared to right. preventing. And, and that happens every day, you know, and, and through anything from email, uh, that's the biggest compromise area that needs protection and uh, you know, websites, uh, just the, the, the string is endless of different tools. The bad guys have now, right. Especially the state sponsored actors that have tons of money you know, the expenses is no problem for these guys to to put whatever resources they need to into compromising information. Yep. So with all of the assessments you've done over the years around NIST and now CMMC, what are the top two or three common things that you see that our, our listeners could start to go fix right now? Uh, I'd say a, a big thing they could fix is one of the biggest protections for email, for instance, or for access of any systems is multi-factor authentication. Perfect. Very, very easy to implement. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, a lot of different options to implement. It's just a little bit cumbersome for people that are not used to doing it. But that's that's the thing that can provide a huge amount of protection just right off the bat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another thing would be actually put a firewall in place in your business. You know, don't just use the... IT, you know, the provider, you know, for your bandwidth. The cable modem's not good enough. Cable modem just, you know, they say, oh, yes, we've got lots of protection on this. No. And and, and they really don't. Right. A true commercial grade firewall for any business. Now, it's gotten a little more complex with all the work from home and and a lot of those things, but but it can still be done. You can still tighten down that system. So um, that's, those are a couple of very easy things to do. Uh, that are not tremendously expensive to do either. All right. John, before we wrap things up, if there is a uh, DOD contractor watching, listening today and needs some consultation, needs some help, should they just reach out to to your company or to you? Sure. Sure. They can reach out to us. Um, Our website is www.techsagesolutions.com. Okay. Uh, or our phone number is 210-582-5814. And they can ask for either myself or Warren. Warren works with me very closely on all of the CMMC stuff. Perfect. And we'll make sure to uh, include the copy, that information, contact information uh, on our YouTube channel and on our website. So thank yeah. you so much, John, for joining us. Thank you for having me. And until next time, I'm Susanna Song. I'm Dave Barton. And you're listening to the Cybersecurity Simplified Podcast. From all of us here at Overwatch by Highwire Networks, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Cybersecurity Simplified Podcast. To learn more, visit us at highwirenetworks.com slash podcast.